For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Coming up next on the Weekly Pass, we talk Barry Bonds' Jersey Retirement, Tiger Woods, is he back? And Mickey Spagnola will be our guest. All that and more coming up next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. She thinks my track is sexy. <laughs> it's so perfect. Back to back country music. Do you love we it, have Becky? To. With, with our little Wonder Boy David not here, it's kind of perfect to have it. Yeah, all, yeah. all girls and sexy tracks. Two, two cowgirls. Yes. It's good. It's so true. <laughs> so true. God. Well, yeah, we don't have David here today. He had something going on for school or yeah. something. So it's just me and Becky, the girls, girls' yes, day. Yes, ladies girls hold it down. Yes, <laughs> I love it. It's not night, but it's, yeah. you know, it kind of, it basically. Can be, it can be night. Thank you for joining us again on the Weekly Pass. I'm Bonnie Jo Laughlin and Becky Sotero, my co-host and... You know, it's not a crazy busy time in sports, but no. still enough where we can get down to some nitty gritty, you know, yes. conversations, yes. right? Yes. And, um, we have Mickey Spagnola who'll be joining us in a few minutes from the Dallas Cowboys, who's right. been covering the team since before I even cheered. So that's saying <laughs> a long time. Um, yeah. but make sure to check us out on Twitter at BJL Weekly Pass, and we also Indeed. have the, the chat, live right? chat is is hanging out. We got Star Drew and Bernard always in the house. What's up, guys? <laughs> they always are in there. They're always. They're so loyal. It's so loyal. We have to yeah. like get them something. Yeah, like loyal fans or something, right? Well, we still owe a pie in someone's face. Remember back in the in the oh, day? Was, we'll figure that. But out. But that was Josh, right? Yeah, it was. But oh. we'll figure it out. So I guess David will just take it. Yeah, we'll have him take it. <laughs> um, before we get into um, Dallas Cowboys talk and just all NFL preseason, um, we'll get a little bit. You had a birthday party for your father, so you just yeah. flew back from Portland, from right? Oregon, literally like two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Such such a fun time. My dad, his birthday is August 13th, turned 72, get the whole wow. family together, barbecue. It's been so hot in Oregon. So, yeah, but just. It's, been, it's hot in Oregon, right? Yes, yeah, okay. fires everywhere. I was expecting some, some beautiful view. Right. No beautiful view on the plane, <laughs> just orange, literally half the state of Oregon, half the state of California, right. just on fire. Perfect. But, and yeah, then um, I was in uh, San Francisco, just got back for Barry's Terrific. Um, Jersey retirement. And we'll get back uh, into that more after Mickey. Sure. So sure. it was a great Jersey um, retirement, um, number 25. And to see the people, uh, all the Hall of Famers that were there and yeah. the different Giants players that came back, there probably could have been more, but I guess some people don't. Care for Barry still. Uh, still like he's still grudges. a legend. He's still a for, for good. I mean, how was the crowd's reaction? Oh, amazing! Yeah, you know the fans love Barry, and he yeah. has changed. I mean, like when I talked to him back then to now, he's a completely different person. Sure. Um, and so there are some grudges being held, as we know. That's why he's not in Cooperstown. But right. right. Um, yeah, we're hoping oh um, he will be in now because Willie Mays actually spoke on behalf of him, um, kind of pushing him. So good. Um, but. Uh, we will get you know into that, and yeah. then I also was at the Pump Brothers had their Good. foundation, and um, they uh, usually put on a great charity event mm-hmm. every year, going back to um, helping cancer research. Sure. And Rod, Mickey, are you there? I am. Oh, hey, hey. how are you? <laughs> 
Thanks for joining us. I'm doing just fine. How are you? Good. You have myself and Becky, my Hi, co-host. <laughs> um, and we wanted to talk to you because we you know, want to know about Cowboys. And um, you are it when it's Talking Cowboys. I mean, you, haven't, you even have a show called Talking Cowboys. <laughs> How about that? So flattery will get you everywhere, right? <laughs> Mickey, how long have you been covering the team for people who don't know, the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I started doing it uh, kind of like a backup beat guy uh, middle of the 1984 season. Uh, and then from 89 on, I've kind of been uh, covering them on a daily basis in you know various forms. Now it's with uh, basically DallasCowboys.com, the team's website, along with doing some radio and TV shows for, for them that we produce uh, at their facility. Mm. And I know Mickey, Becky, back from when I cheered, and so he good. was covering the team even before that, and he's written a b- bunch of books and everything. So oh my if goodness. you want to know anything about Dallas Cowboys, you got to follow Mickey on Twitter because he, sure he knows will. everything. Sure will. Um, now, I was at training camp, and I saw you know this team. And you know with the loss of Witten and Dez, um, how do they overcome that? I mean, when you're missing 2,000 yards, I mean, that's a lot, Mickey. What, what did the Cowboys need to do to try to you know, overcome those losses in the organization? Yeah, and I don't know that you find like two people to like take their place immediately <laughs> right. and replace them. That's kind of hard. So I think you'll see more of a kind of a combined effort to do it until somebody maybe emerges. I think that they've got some tight ends uh, that have different skills, um, maybe not all the same skills that uh, Jason Witten did, uh, but if you piece it together, you've got a couple guys that can do different things. Uh, I think same thing with the receiving core. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't have a Des Bryant there, but they've got guys that can play some football. And I think the idea is to say, okay, we're going three wide. Here's my three uh, second quarter. But for this situation, here's, here's my three, maybe not the same three and that the ball doesn't just have to go to one person. And I think helping out with that, because everybody's going, well, everybody's going to crowd the line of scrimmage and, you know, and, 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 and stop Ezekiel Elliott. Well, mm-hmm. if you think about it, when the offense struggled last year, even with Dez there, it was because Ezekiel Elliott missed six games. When exactly. He got mm-hmm. So I think his right. presence creates room uh, to throw the football because if they want to go, uh, you know, eight man fronts, then you've got receivers that are basically going to be covered one-on-one. And I would imagine you know, if you kind of have the right guys to do that, they should be able to get open the majority of the time. So we'll see if that if that plays out the way I think a lot of us suspect. And, you know, even last year, the first eight games, I mean, everybody knew how good Ezekiel Elliott was. And, and you know, they've faced eight man fronts before and they've run on them. So uh, I'll be interested to see how defenses treat this now. Now, when I was speaking with Coach Garrett, he did say that this is a very young team and these young guys are going to have to step up, and it kind of reminded him of the 89 team. Is this kind of the same thoughts that you have, Mickey, that this is a young team and it's kind of different from the past years? Yeah, this this isn't Tony Romo's team, all right? (laughs) Uh, It is a young team, and when you start looking at it and, uh, you know, the amount of experience on the team, it's not that much. Uh, they've only got three guys that are at least 30 years old uh, uh, that will make the team. And two of them are special teams guys, the kicker and the deep snapper. Uh, so, you know, from a position standpoint, Sean Lee's the only 30 year old on this team. Uh, I think I counted up, you know, the 90 guys that are, uh, 
at training camp currently, uh, if, if you just look to see who's been in the league uh, at least three years, it's only about 25 or 30 guys. The rest of them are, are very young, maybe going into their third year at the most. So, yeah, it's a very young team. But you know what? When it's the Dallas Cowboys, the expectations don't ever change. You know, the expectations are still the same that, oh, this is going to be a good team. This, they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games. Well, we'll see how that plays <laughs> out, but it's not easy when you have that many young guys that you're playing with in, in significant situations. Now, speaking of young players, I was actually happy with the draft and how the Cowboys drafted. They, you know, drafted guys that they really need, you know, a linebacker and a lineman. How are those guys doing in camp, Mickey? How is Ash and uh, Williams doing? Yeah, uh, Leighton Vander Esch, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's coming along. It, it's like every day you see him get a little better, a little better. They ask him to do a little bit more, a little bit more. So uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what his role will be, but I could see him uh, coming in at linebacker uh, with Sean Lee on the nickel defense and have Jalen Smith uh, basically play on the base defense and kind of share those those two positions with three guys. Uh, I think Connor Williams uh, has stepped right into that starting left guard spot. Now he's a rookie. He, he's going to have some struggles. He, he's finding out what it's like to play against grown men, uh, not some you know kid that's two years out of high school. Uh, so uh, he's got to get stronger. He eventually will, but he's got really good feet, and it sort of makes up so, uh, a lot of times for his lack in, of strength. Uh, so, uh, Michael Gallup, the third round right. draft choice, receiver. the wide receiver from Colorado state, I think by the, I'm going to say the fifth game of the season, if he's not starting, he'll be starting by then. Uh, he may be the most uh, complete receiver, uh, they have on this team from a matter of speed, size, and ability to run routes and, and catch the ball. And, and of late they're one of their two fourth round picks, Doris Art Dorrance. Armstrong, he's a defensive end from Kansas, has been shown that he's got some pass rush ability, some unique pass rush ability. Now, he may not be strong enough to deal uh, with the running game just yet, but I could see them spotting him uh, and, and, and in pass rush situations. And then the bonus on us all, and he's not a rookie, he's not a draft choice, but Randy Gregory is making right. a comeback. And from what we've seen in a couple padded practices from him, uh, he's still got the skills to turn that corner and rush the quarterback. So I'll uh, be very interested to see how far along he comes in a short time. And I know these young guys are going to have to fill these holes, but I mean, I thought, and I know you probably agree, Mickey, that the, the Cowboys had a great draft. They really filled the void that they needed. And I know these guys are young, but I think it's something for the future. It's really going to help because I know people wanted maybe a flashier type pick, um, first round or you know, second or third, but they actually, I think they were very successful in the draft this year, and they have been the past couple of years. They, they, they basically had a checklist, and they checked off their needs. <laughs> Number one right. was they needed a linebacker uh, that if Sean Lee uh, went out again, yeah, that injuries. The, total, yeah. the entire defense didn't crumble, right, like it did yeah, last it has, year. Right. They needed an offensive lineman uh, to play that left guard spot uh, and then figure out, okay, these uh, veteran offensive linemen we signed in free agency, they can serve as a backup uh, at tackle if Tyron Smith gets hurt again. All right, Mm -hmm. you bring in Connor Williams, and they had signed Cameron Fleming, 
And so now he's kind of the swing tackle, and they got to hope that if Tyron gets hurt, the offense doesn't go to pot just the way it did last mm-hmm. year uh, when he got hurt because Chaz Green or Byron Bell couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't do the deal out at left tackle. Uh, so those were two important things. And then after you move on from, from Dez and, and Bryce Butler, well, you needed another wide receiver. Well, they got Michael Gallup mm-hmm. in the third round, and I've seen no reason why he wasn't drafted higher than the third round. So, uh, you know, from that standpoint, if those were the, the top three needs, uh, it's like check, check, check. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I thought it was a good draft. Now these guys have to play right. uh, to, to be able to fulfill those spots. Sure. Mickey, Becky here. Nice to meet you. So everybody wants to know what's happening with Dez. Can you talk about that? I mean, I think we all know Cleveland, right? <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much assuming Cleveland, but, you know, we know Jarvis Landry's excited to play with him. How do you think that will play out, especially with Baker Mayfield being, you know, the quarterback and that, that kind of newness of having a new quarterback? How do you think those things will gel? I know that's kind of outside of Dallas Cowboy talk, but everybody wants to know what's happening with Dez. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, if he, if he ends up there uh, for sure, um, you know, he'll, I mean, look, you're out of a job and it's August. What are we at? August 14th, right. getting ready to play the second preseason sure. game. Uh, you know, you can't get real choosy. And, <laughs> and if you get an opportunity, uh, you better make it work no matter, you know, who's playing quarterback or who's yeah. oh, Cleveland. Uh, wide oh, receiver. Cleveland. You know, he, <laughs> and, he and Landry aren't really the same type of wide receivers. So I don't see where, you know, uh, either one of them would get in each other's way. Right. So, uh, and I'm thinking, you know, in this day and age, and even if he's not making, you know, 10 to $12 million a year, uh, when, when you're in the league for your, what it will be his ninth year, you know, if somebody pays you 3 million, that's pretty darn good sure. when you're getting ready to turn 30. So I'll be interested to see how this turns out. Do you think he would gel well with them? Yeah, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see him walking in there and acting like, you know, he's he's Mr. Big Shot <laughs> and, and, and big time people. I think that he would go in and and, you know, mind himself and fit right into whatever offense they 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 want to uh, develop. Let's be honest, Mickey. I did not think that we'd be here second week of August and Des still did not have a, a job. I mean, considering he had that opportunity to go to Baltimore and he didn't like that situation, are, are you shocked that he's still in this, you know, kind of limbo situation? Oh, a little bit, but I always thought it wouldn't be till training camp. And I always thought that as soon as somebody gets hurt, somebody will say, oh, okay, <laughs> we need a wire. Oh, Des is out there, right? I mean, even if you sign him as your second or third wide receiver, no, no matter what you think of him or how he played last year, he's going to be better than anybody else you right. have as a second or mm-hmm. third wide receiver. So as long as his ego doesn't get in the way, I think that would work out just fine. Right. That was the problem. Is he always wants to be the number one option. Sure. So, sure. yeah, you're right. Well, now. yeah, and, and, he, and he was. Right. And, and he should have been. <laughs> so. Now we'll find out if that, you know, if you don't have a number one option, how well it works mm. out. Now, Mickey, speaking of Dak, what does he personally need to do this season to have a, you know, a successful one? I know people are wondering how um, Dak's going to do, mm. you know, um, it's a different team and uh, how he will uh, show up. Same thing he did the first 24 games of his NFL career. Uh, you know, people forget he went 13 and three his rookie year. They were five and three last year uh, before Tyron Smith got hurt and Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott uh, got suspended. And then all of a sudden the offense went downhill 
and the entire responsibility uh, by men, uh, they put it on Dak, which was very unfair uh, because they had no longer a threat in the running game. Uh, I mean, a threat to like score touchdowns anytime mm-hmm. you touch the ball. Uh, and, and then when your left tackle can't protect you, uh, you're going to have struggles. So all I, all I know is 13 and three and five and three adds up to 18 and six of your yep. first, first year and <laughs> a half in the indeed. league. That's pretty darn good. It is good. So yeah, when people tell me, oh, he's got to prove this or else it's like, well, how did he do that the first year? Go 13 and three. It wasn't, it wasn't a mistake. It was right? not. It wasn't right. by accident. So all he's got to do is just go out and play football. That's all. Run the offense and um, keep Ezekiel Elliott on the field. Now, Mickey, before we let you go off the field, um, Dak has been um, pretty vocal about how he um, thinks that players should stand for the anthem. Same with uh, Mr. Jones. Um, I'm with them as well. Um, no, wait, wait. Hold, hold on one second. He didn't say players should stand. He said I will stand. I will stand. He didn't say what everybody else should do. He's saying that he personally is going to stand. We've decided we're going to stand and I don't have any problem with that. And then he's got a lot of, and then he's got, thanks Mickey. And then he's got a lot of backlash for that. Even, you know, someone to face one of his murals they had in, in Texas. Um, What are your, you know, thoughts on that? Cause I love the fact that he did, you know, not back down and he didn't actually retract his statements even after he got the backlash. Yeah, and, and and so everybody wants to have an opinion on it, but if that opinion doesn't agree with yours, well, then exactly. there's a backlash, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I mean, yep. That, yep. That, that's the genesis of protest, right? So we, true. we have different opinions on things. And, and I think his point was, okay, what happened last year with some of the kneeling that took place called attention to this problem, right? Now, what do we do after that? Because if we sit here and all we do is kneel, it doesn't do anything to tackle the problem. Mm-hmm. So let, let's go to the next step. And that was his point. What are, what, what's everybody doing? You know, are you just kneeling? Oh, big deal. You get a little grass stain on your knee, right? But what are you doing <laughs> in the off season to help right. uh, promote yeah. uh, equality and, and make sure that the, uh, you know, the police and everything's working out right. So mm-hmm. I I thought what he said was very thoughtful, uh, and the fact that he said it the way he said it, and he didn't back down. I got to give him a lot of credit. I do too, a lot of yeah. respect. And you're right, Mickey. The you know the problem is that there's nothing. It was silent in the off season. No one did anything. You know, and, uh, and that yeah, was a very no, good point. What was, yeah, what is what initiative started by anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And and all you want to do is argue about kneeling. Well, okay, fine, but what does that accomplish? We've seen it. We understand it. You know, and the fact that it got carried away because there wasn't that many guys kneeling, right? There was, there, it was a couple maybe a dozen team, right. across the league. And then all of a sudden the president says what he says about the players and call them SOBs. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's upset. <laughs> they were more upset with that than what was actually taking place. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting, though. But you made a very good point, though, that he didn't say everyone should you know, stand, but that mm-hmm. him, you know, himself personally is going to stand yeah. and that he respects yeah. um, what the national anthem and the flag means. Um, so Mickey, good. one more question, then you're out. I know you got to get going. Is there anyone, um, people are listening, that they, is there an outbreak kind of a um, player that you think mm-hmm. that people should look out for that you've been seeing during camp, someone that uh, no one's talking about, that kind of mm-hmm. like your diamond in the rough? Yeah, uh, like two guys, uh, Michael Gallup, I mentioned his right. name, the so, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think for a rookie, he looks like he's got a lot there. And then this guy came out of nowhere, uh, defensive tap, first-year defensive tackle, Antoine Woods. He's actually from uh, from Southern Cal. He played his college ball there. Uh, played oh, a couple games for Tennessee over the last two years. Most of the time, he was on his practice squad. And I remember when the Cowboys signed him, it was like, oh, okay, you know, the, the kind of a free agent out there, you know. And, and then, like, he was in training camp for a week. And then that second week, it was like, who's this 64 guy? He's starting to show up. And the next thing we knew, uh, they get to the, the blue-white uh, practice they had, mm-hmm. and he's working with the first team at the one-technique defensive tackle, and he's still working with the first team. So out of nowhere, they might have found somebody. Now, it was only one preseason game, so let's see what happens going forward. But uh, for uh, any Cowboy fans out there or anybody watching the team, just keep an eye out for 64. So he's going to so make this team, Mickey. Well, at this point, if they had to cut it, he would make the team. Now, there's a ways to go, though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, September 1st is, uh, what, two, two and a half weeks away. So we'll see how it turns out for him. All right. Well, thanks, Mickey. So good. It's always so great to talk to you. Okay, you and, guys. I and I always appreciate it, my friend. Me on. Thank you so Thank much. You. Okay. Nice talk to you. Soon. See you guys. Bye. Uh-huh. So good all stuff. All I love that you asked that question. That was in my notes. Like I wanted to know who he thinks is standing out. Like, yeah, just the, the breakout, the you know, yeah. kind of player. That, yeah, you know, that's kind of, yeah. you know, yeah, oh. that people don't think about because you know it's always yeah. the same ones that are kind of talked sure. about. You know, sure. I think it's kind of neat to get that. You know, kind Inside of person. Scoop. Yeah, and so then we, good. And then we can look out for them. And I know I'm gonna be like 64. <laughs> Right, Mickey said. <laughs> Sorry for everyone who's maybe not a Cowboy fan, but we'll be you know going through every team yep. you know throughout the year. Yeah. Um, obviously, we started. Oh, it's just uh, with my Cowboys, but we're just had a we're just salt and peppering things <laughs> right just now a little bit. Um, so yeah, so we now know you know kind of what's yep. going on with Good. the Cowboys. Yep. I did want to ask him also, you know, because Dak has been getting a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. I had to ask how you know sure. personally he's doing sure. um, because it's been it's not right, you know, because yeah. you know everyone has an opinion. Yeah. And I don't know why, you know, it's if just, other people have opinions, it's not okay. Yeah, but the, they have an opinion, but they're not, not much is justified. They're just speaking and just throwing and things like at the wall. And like what we spoke about, like if the whole issue of what you're doing is getting, convi- you know, kind of confusing yeah. and yeah. not uh, sending the, the correct message, sure. take it somewhere else. Agreed. Yeah, and then, I mean, just the whole situation. And all the guys that, you know, besides Cap, who, you know, everyone else, what are you doing? Yeah. No. You know, the, on, the, on the off season. What are you yeah. doing on your day off on yeah. Tuesday? Yeah. No, I love, I love the, I love you guys are talking about that because it's so true. People will will kneel and, and and protest and do everything they need to do, but actions, you know, in this case, definitely speak louder than words. You know right. what I mean? Like they need to be proactive. So right. And uh, something else that um, were, that's controversial mm-hmm. is Barry Bonds. Um, we were speaking about Barry before we went to Mickey and Barry. Um, his jersey retired. Uh, if you're just catching up with us now, and there is still the talk. Becky mm-hmm. about why he is not in Cooperstown and yeah. Willie Mays was not supposed to talk at his ceremony. Okay. And he said, give me the mic. And when Willie Mays wants to speak, you let he him speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Willie spoke and he kind of used that platform as why isn't Bonds in the hall? Sure. And, you know, you look at, I'm not trying to call out guys, but you look at the Piazza and Bagwell and Pud Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, they did PEDs. Okay. They were on, they were juicing. 
So Wise and um, Barry or Roger Clemens, you know, Mm -hmm. in the hall. And if you look at Barry Bonds' numbers before any of this, he was already on his way Mm -hmm. to make it in the hall. Look at how he was when he was a pirate. He was already on his way. So why is he not in there? Well, what what is your speculation? What is the overall speculation? I mean, a lot of it, I think, is more of just, like, if you look at Bags, you know, Jeff Mm -hmm. Bagwell, and you look at Pudge, and you, you know, you look at Piazza, they, maybe not Piazza as much, but they really got along with the media. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they knew how to play the game. You know, the game with you know making yes, sure that you yes. kind of you're 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 cordial to the guy. You know, yeah. you always kind of yeah. keep that pat in the tails. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah, and. Barry didn't do that. As we sure. all know, Barry was, you know, not the best clubhouse guy. He wasn't great with the media. Mm-hmm. He went out there and, you know, wanted to get his, um, you know, he never won a World Series. They lost uh, to the Angels in that World Series. But he individually, you know, he wanted to. But as a player, he, he, he deserves to be there. Yeah. He, he deserves to be there. And, you know, I have seen just a difference. You know, people may think it's not authentic and genuine mm-hmm. um, how he is now and that he's just being nice to people because now he knows that's what he needs to sure. do to get it, to sure. make it in. But you look at the best uh, home run hitter of all time, sure. and and he's not in there. Terrible. And I mean, do you think? I mean, this is come, kind of comes back to the personality thing because he didn't again pat the tails of right. uh, the press. And, I mean, same he, thing with Terrell Owens, kind of too. Yes, right. But but, it sh- but again, the to- the the conversation should be that they that their individual athleticism, their craft Thank is you. what should get them. And into that's the what always fame. bothers me about right. that these certain members that vote. Sure. You've never put on a uniform. Sure. Am I right? <laughs> and now sure. you're going to determine if that guy who worked his sure. tail off to, you know, be out there every day yeah. to well, he be laid the best. Out. His, his skill was was right. laid out on the field, whether he was. Yeah. And we're members you know. of the media, but I yeah. still don't agree that some people can just say, well, this guy, because he was rude to me and he didn't answer my sure. questions sure. I want or he, you know, whatever it but may be. But when did the Hall of Fame grudge. become about personality? It's about well, your it, talent. It's, it is so much now. Think but, about I it like know. a certain. Players that don't get in because they weren't good with the media or they weren't maybe great with the fans or they didn't sign every autograph for every person and ask them to. Like, that's not, if you really want to just go by, it's the best that played in the game. Absolutely. Do you you feel like it's always been that way or it's been a shift? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of gotten worse. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe now with social media and people. Sure. I don't sure. know. Yeah, maybe in the last decade. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough, honestly. I mean, about I, I mean, I think know. it's gotten worse. And then you look at like Barry. Let's okay. Let's take his bat away. He was eight Golden Gloves. Mm. Okay, <laughs> you know it, it's yeah. not you know. And then if you look, you know his stats. I mean, seven hundred intentional walks right in his. You know, career. I mean, which is like crazy. Yeah. I mean, like you look at guys. You know, now they have you know 150, 200 strikeouts, where Barry had 46. Um, I don't know. There he is. So it's yeah, good looking photo there. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just crazy to me. You just look at like his individual stats, sure. and I had to be kind of reminded of those when I was there, just looking over everything. And it's just crazy. His right. numbers are crazy. And right. again, take away you know what you have about his personality and attitude. Of course. And, and you know, I don't know. You know, the steroids probably you know kind of had a re, you know kind of attributed to why he was kind of moody and snapped very and, much very much you know and then sure. again if you want to argue about okay the PEDs well look at it was a level playing field look look at the pitchers Aragonia, all those pitchers that he was throwing to they were juicing sure 
Sure. Well, if you want to get down to it. Did, but do you, did it affect <laughs> I'm very their, passionate about it. I know, I love it. But, but did it affect their personality the way it did you yeah. know, for Bond? I'm just saying it's a level playing field, yeah. too. You know, so, I mean, we'll see. I really love what Willie said. You know, mm-hmm. people don't know Willie is um, Barry Bonds' godfather. Mm. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So he's been around Barry since he was little and saw, you know, that this guy who's got holds yeah. the record for single season and most home runs, sure. you know, in career is still not in the hall. And I just think it's sad. And, and we talked about this. And if, or if you want to go on the other side, maybe even Pete Rose. Like, there's just guys that need to be in there. Sure, sure. And it bothers me that well, they're not. Well, with Pete Rose, is it the same situation? Is it just come back to just No, I mean, that's all because of the gambling and okay. betting on the game. His is different. Yeah. Um, again, it just, I don't know. I is, just, it, is it too it, late for him to be No, I mean, it's never, in? It's never okay. too late for these guys. I just don't want to see these guys in a wheelchair and a walker finally getting in the sure, hall. Sure, You know, and you know that that's the only thing. Like, once they have that... I feel like their life it's is, you complete. know, that's why you complete, see like we yes. were talking about in Canton for yeah. the NFL Football Hall of Fame. They say the guys who, you know, the Jerry Kramers and the guys who waited for so long, they'll say, I'm finally home. Yes. That is all they sure, want. Sure. They can finally almost like breathe and yeah. be like everything I did sure. in my career is now, you know, is here forever in this right, hall. Right. Well, you said off air that the fan reaction was great. So, I mean, oh, hope, yeah, people love, I mean, well, I should say Giants fans, you yeah, know, yeah. love Barry, you know, regardless, because, you know, seeing what he did and like every time he went to the plate, whether you're a Giants fan or not, you were excited to see what he was going to do, you know. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if anyone was, you know, listening to Willie Mays' speech, which I'm sure Sure. they were the voters. Sure. And if it's going to help this, you know, because right now it looks like he needs about 21, 23 more uh, guys to um, go on the other side and and vote him in. Never know. You never know. So hopefully that will play that that whole retirement jersey the, the whole situation will help play into it in a right. positive way. So we'll see. Um, moving on, and other news um, is Tiger back because yeah. I was so <laughs> excited. I'm not the biggest golf fan. I mean, I watch the Masters and I watch. Yeah, you, know, some you don't of the have big, to be to be excited about this. But I am a huge Tiger Woods yeah. fan, and I think he's great for golf. Yeah, because you and I both know mm-hmm. mainstream wise, golf isn't you know like yeah. it's not the. You don't just flip on golf. No, you, know? you don't. No, you don't. But when Tiger's playing, there he is. you do. You do. And, and I, he was back, the fist pumps and everything. Oh, my and, God. Okay, yes, he got second in the yeah. PGA Championship. Um, but it was like he won. I hate this. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it was. It was. And Bruce Kepka, who actually won, who's actually won three yeah. in the, like, past six, I mean, um, yeah. I hate to, It kind of took away from it. It totally right? did. But, but he's also, right now slaying the golf game. So for Oh my god, ridiculous. He's kind of like it's crazy how underrated and no one's talking about him. 100%. So so for him now kind of maybe, but he's been totally overshadowed by Tiger. But that's what's funny is that Tiger Tiger's second place is actually kind of given Brooks his like you know, his fame in 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 a way. I mean he's so good and, and he's so prominent in the golf world but this one match just it's right. I feel really bad for Brooks honestly. right and what but watching Tiger you could see I mean oh yeah and it's it's crazy because you could see the fans I mean yep. they're you know in Missouri and the fans there were like just cheering him on and he said mm-hmm. he was so grateful for the fans oh. being there and just you know kind of just yeah. motivating him and yeah. boosting morale and sticking with him through everything and um, people were even asking okay what happens? Will he make the Ryder Cup team? Right. I, I mean, right. I don't know. There's so many. It, I mean, I just love that he's just kind of back. You know, I do it. too. But there's so many spect- you know, skeptics that are saying, well, it's very, very, very rare for someone over their 40s. Right. I mean, there's like three people who have actually won a, a major like this. Right. But for him to get that close, it proves he's still resilient. He's still in it. And I hope he makes the Ryder Cup team just because I think it's. How can again, you not? It's again this. great for golf. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it's so good. I I actually watched part of it because my my dad's into golf. But I right. I was just like, this is like the old days. I mean, you see him in two thousand. He was just back to Tiger. And it's crazy. You see Tiger, and then you see um, Brooks. And Brooks, yeah. it's funny. Like his body type is so different from regular golfer. He's like all like he's like ripped beefy. up in his, his yeah. arms. I mean, when he drives the ball, like you're like, oh wow. It's yeah. like it's he. I mean. He's a different type of yeah. golfer, and, and like you said, you hit it on the on the head. It's good for golf. I don't know if you know this, but sixty nine percent the ratings were up for this game. See, I didn't know that sixty nine percent for for golf. Wow, like that. Well, I know itself. that I was I was at the Giants game, but I kept going on my phone yeah. to see how Tiger was doing. Like yeah. I was totally into it. So good. So um, I mean, so I'm happy. I think it's great, and I I know that uh, the PGA is happy. <laughs> Very happy. Yes, this is doing good things for them. And then um, a guy named Carmelo Anthony. He is now officially signed, sealed, and Delivered. Yeah, with the Rockets. Um, I I don't know. Like, how is this going to work? Because mm-hmm. he's going to have to come off the bench. Yeah. And uh, Tony dealt with him before in New York. In New York, yep. Um, and I just think he's got to, again, talking about ego. You sure, know, sure. A lot of these players, you know, ego. We were talking about does have ego. Is, can he come off the bench and be okay with it? You know? With playing with Harden, playing with Chris. Well, Chris right. is excited to play. Yeah, and so they're hopefully excited, that'll be a good dynamic. You know, I'm, I know they're going to kind of try out yeah. some different lineups, but I'm just curious to see um, the rotation and how yeah. it'll work out. It because blend, yeah. Just because he is has an ego and he you right. know, but it, I think he needs to know that what if he come off the bench he could be phenomenal and be six man of the year. You know what I mean? There could be something Totally. Totally. And he, he might play great. Well we know that so D'Antoni, as you said Tony, yep. Yep. Do, is that how you say D Antony? I'm you guys I'm the worst at pronouncing names. I'm just calling D <laughs> Coach D from the Knicks. So he keeps saying though that it's a different ball game. It's a totally different situation than than when they played. You know when he coached right. the Knicks. So what do you think that is? What do you think that formula? Well, especially is? with having Harden and Chris Paul, yeah. and you've got two you know all stars. Sure. Um, and like we always say, there's not enough balls on the court for everyone. Yeah. So I think he he needs to know that they are going to try some different you know type of combos and right. look at um, you know talk with the coaches, look at analytics, kind of just see how it right. works. Especially they can figure a lot of that out in the fine tuning during the preseason, right. and to see right. you know what will work. But he wasn't um, and they, shy. You know, and their main thing is what the Rockets you know have said last year, and now they're saying this year we want to be able to compare and beat the Warriors. Sure. 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 Um, and, and I don't know how they. I, don't I mean, getting okay. The Rockets got they added Carmelo. Mm-hmm. The Warriors added Demarcus Cousins. When when Demarcus is healthy, I mean, do you still see it's still I mean, good? You it's, know, it, and, um, out balance. Well, but beyond what the Warriors already yes, have. Yes, yes, and we already know the West is so deep. Stacked. Like I don't know how anybody's ever going to get past the. And Warriors, they also but, announced the NBA season, yeah. the games, and if you saw the Warriors and yeah. the um, Lakers will be going head to head on Christmas Day. They will, and the Lakers are playing Portland for their game opener in Portland. Yes. I was like, I should fly up there. Right. There's there's a lot of games. I know some people had said, well, why aren't yeah. the Lakers on more national games? Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the year, we'll see how yeah. that. Panda, they can always change some things, but sure. it'll be interesting to see um, how yeah. well um, the Lakers do on this big stage now. You yeah, know, they're, I mean, they're you, the Lakers organizations used to, but I'm just talking about you know the, sure. this new team. Sure, no, it's going to be good. I just this whole the, the mellow signing and all this though, I just still can't get over. I just want to know how it's going to gel because I think it would just be so. I'm peculiar not a Carmelo Anthony fan, to, so to blend. Uh, the, I think he's a cancer, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, and and that's what the coach has been saying too is that it's it, their styles clash. So I'm just wondering, just right. because he's wearing a different jersey, I'm wondering what those how that's still going to blend. But maybe yeah. having Harden in and there, it's Chris all in about there. chemistry. We yeah. all know that you can have a ton of you know talent and all sorts, sure. but it's all sure. about the chemistry and how they can you know. Make so you that think work he'll start on. though? 
I think he should come off the bench, but we'll see. Okay. I don't I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And then also, um, Bruce Bowen had some uh, yeah, he did. words. I don't know. You can probably pull it up. Um, some words to say he did. in regards to Kawhi. Um, I don't think what he said was that bad. Not at all. I'm um, totally on the boat of not thinking it was bad at all. And, you know, if you think about it, he basically was kind of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think what people are upset about is with the clip organization is that they are going to go full court press to go get Kawhi in 2019. Yeah. And they think having Bruce there saying the statements that he did is the would, I guess, hinder them. Yeah, so they get rid of them because they really want um, Kawhi. Kawhi really wants to be in a Laker uniform, not a Clipper a uniform. Clipper, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they got rid of Bruce. And I think um, people are, you know, saying in the Spurs organization that he – Basically, was kind of sticking up for the Spurs, yes. you know, a team where he won three championships, yes. where his jersey's been retired, and right. I, I just don't disagree with what he said. Mm-hmm. I mean, may, you do have to be careful when you are covering a team, and mm-hmm. you can't completely bash a player that I he, and I, I can he, read what he said. I don't feel right. like he bashed it. I think part of it too is that they were questioning his just loyalty and questioning like for the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. And you can it, read what he I think actually it was, said. I think it was more of questioning like his objectivity and that's something right. to be said. But so th- his words exactly. I, I, I think there's nothing but excuses going on. Bowen continues. First it was, well, I was misdiagnosed. Look here, you got 18 million a year and you think that you're trying to, that they're trying to rush you. You didn't play for most part of the full season and you're going to, um, you're going, you're going to go, you're going to your go-to guy. You're the franchise and you want to say that they're, uh, the best interest at heart? Are you kidding me? So I mean, he he did. He, I think people were saying that he gave his loyalty to the Spurs instead sure, of the team that he's working for. Sure, but but what he's saying, I don't feel like there's anything in there. I, just, that's like I don't think there's anything line. wrong with anything no. he said. I think a lot of it was truth. He was just saying, and, and he has to, you know, you have to remember, Kawhi was very difficult with the Spurs and with yeah. Popovich and how he handled that and the injury and wanted to go outside the team to to rehab. And I, there's so many things that he said that were basically spot on, but he knows as you know, professional and a TV analyst for the team. It's not like yeah, he's a national to keep TV a cap on it. That yeah. he had to kind of. But I mean, even here, he said, "I think he's getting bad advice." So, I, in, in, with that regard, he wouldn't be on the Spurs side. Like, if anything, he's saying like he's getting bad. I don't know. I just, I, I don't think I, I'm confused. I guess and, is on the journalistic and side. And if you how read on bad. social media, m- most are thinking that it was not really terms to fire him. No. So there, I feel like there's something else going on there. there uh, or maybe they just don't want someone to so, – I mean, three titles. And Arash Marchese, who's a friend of ours, he actually said that there were other things going on yeah, with that, Bruce. And, the, you know, the, the straw sense. that burns the camel's back. Okay, sure. now we can get rid of him because he said this. Sure, yeah, because I'm just I, – I don't – with his credentials, it doesn't make sense. He would just say something basically saying, well, right. there's just excuses going on, and he was saying his misdiagnosed leads to being fired. But right, I don't know. Yeah, so we... There's always some kind of conspiracy. We'll see if he gets a job somewhere else or what's going to go on or if the Clippers even end up getting Kawhi. They have the cast space and, you know, I know Jerry West really wants to go hard for him. But yeah. I, I mean, David's not here so I can talk and I just like <laughs> those Clippers. I mean, I worked for him so I, I'll be careful too. But yeah. I just, it's just, they can't ever seem to really... They're just they're, they're just so hungry for for ta- for really great talent, yeah. and they're willing to just and do they whatever. really want someone that could be the face, of you know, course, of the team. And but w- but will he go? You know what I mean? I feel like it's just a lot they're doing for next season. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is why would they let him go now? I don't know. I guess they just don't want the association. 
Yeah, because I know that Ugh. Kauai probably is somewhat sensitive, right? Yeah. So Mar is very true. We'll know all the different things that are coming out of that, you know, organization. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I get it. What the Clippers are saying, but at the same time, I just don't think it yeah. was that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, also, um, that's something that's kind of depressing. Um, mm. Jordan McNair, the mm-hmm. I think you remember when mm-hmm. that happened. I remember when that happened in June. The 19 year old that died from the heat stroke at Maryland. Um, now, Coach Durkin, DJ Durkin, yeah. is now on administrative leave, mm-hmm. and there's possible wrongful death suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize a lot of the um, details until I, you know, read a, sure. about it. Is that they took an hour before they called nine one one. They did, and that's that's actually where most of this is and coming EMTs from. Yeah. have said that. I guess that, I mean, obviously, hours a long time. So especially with heat stroke, he, 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 it, they said even thirty minutes. He was in helped. a seizure for an hour, so right. that's where a lot of this like and conspiracy why, and drama why didn't coming they up. call? But I'm not. I, I'm not seeing why they didn't. That's the investigation, and and, and then now Durkin, people- I guess wasn't even there in that in that area. It was yeah. it was assistants. Yeah, it was the assistant coach. But also, what's happening is that now other people are speaking up. Other players are saying, "Well, yeah, drinking water was frowned upon. It was seen as a weakness." And so I think that well, it was frowned upon when I cheered for the Cowboys too. We weren't supposed to drink water. I, it's just it's that's <laughs> awful. Like I don't even I don't even know what to say to that, especially in this in the heat that these poor boys are playing right. in. And they're saying that Durkin. Um, I guess there's a lot of bullying or intimidation yeah. or so forth. Okay, so is there that, or is it that a lot of these millennials and these kids mm-hmm. are softer? Or not being used to I'm being so, pushed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just going to say, because sure. I know a lot of skippers and uh, managers and coaches I talk about talk with, and they always say these younger kids are not used to like really hard work ethic sometimes. Sure. They're babied, and sure. they don't... Again, I'm not. No, no, I agree. This is separate from what we're. Obviously, this is horrific what happened to him. But I'm saying separately, there's just a lot of these young kids that just can't be pushed and they, you know, they're babied and they're kind of phoning it in. Sure. And I don't agree with that. Like these athletes, look back in the day when these athletes, you know, how many, you know, they played game after game. They didn't complain. They weren't making any of the money that these, you know, and there's always just. I don't know. It's just different the way yeah. these um, sure. generations. I think are. it's such a valid point to bring up because there is a fine line between yes. Are, are, I, love I mean, look that you said and that look at look at these coaches like back in the day, and they'd be yelling at their players, and it motivated them, and they wanted to win. Yeah. Now some of these guys are such. You're so uh, tough on I me. I won't yeah. use the word, but you know what word I'm going to yeah. use, and they're like babies mm-hmm. or another word, and they yeah. don't want to, you know, have their sure. their coach, you know, tell them what to do or it's too much, and right. they're crying in the clubhouse. Like, come on, yeah. The question like, is, man up. The, the qu- you're uh, you're a professional athlete or you're going to be sure. a professional athlete sure. that's what it takes to get to that sure. down that sure. road and the question is are they being pushed too far without the you know the water the provisions I the mean, snacks, water, the I, get, I get that water yeah. and stuff like that of yeah. course um, that's you know but of I'm course. just saying other things when bullying or intimidating I mean sure. that's like okay sure. then don't be an athlete don't be in the military of course no of course <laughs> right? I'm, I'm totally on board with that I mean like you said I don't to know get what to our, the, our chat thinks but I just that's, to get to the elite level you have to yeah and it's a, it's a hard it's hard 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 work it's yeah. not for everyone if it's not Get out. Yeah. Well, the star Drew thinks don't push so hard. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I mean, then don't I just, be an athlete. Do something else. Yeah. Oh, or, I mean, the other question is, did he have a, a prior injury? Did he have a prior condition in this case? with? Well, this case, separately. But yeah. about these other players coming yeah. forward, former players that were saying sure. they, you know, sure. the coach is hard on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't I mean, know. I don't I, know how they could deal with, you know, some of these uh, the coaches in the NFL then if they can't deal with their sure. college coach. And that's too. where you weed out to who's actually going to be an elite player at that level because you're right. Like, you're not going to be I mean, I've seen coaches, you know, screaming 
screaming at sure. players and it gets them all riled up, sure. motivated and or, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong or whatever it may yeah. be. But if yeah. you can't handle a, a coach yelling at you, then you're in the wrong game. Right. So you heard things about other players being upset about his intimidation yes. level. Yeah. Things bullying. And to is me, there such that's, thing as bullying when you're a coach? Right. I mean, and to me, that's I, this a is a peewee football. Right. Right. <laughs> if it's PB football, of yeah, course. we're talking, co- yeah, college, you know, ball. or little league baseball. Yes, sure. that's totally different. But I, I just, I the reason I'm saying is because I just, you know, talked to so many, sure. you know, coaches and skippers who talk about this young, you know, era, of and, and they need to be babied all the time, and they're handheld and this and that, and yeah. So just more more of a lackadaisical, lazy effort put forth. Yeah, everything's right. just meant to be given, given to you, given, given, right? Everything's handed to you. Yeah, less, le- just. I want more for I less. Mean, yes, it's terrible. I mean, look at even college. Like, if I went to college now and I could Google and I could do everything on my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I was in a library with encyclopedias. Thank you. Yeah. Encyclopedias do, yeah, do 20 years old encyclopedias? No, that doesn't even <laughs> exist. But, but with that said, um, so President Lowe from the university did speak up and they're completely, um, for good reason, on the side of, of the gentleman who passed away. So, of course. Of course. So, I, it, it, it did. It, I, I still understand why they didn't do call Do you think after, he'll be let go then? I don't know. Because right now, nothing, I mean, he's just on the leave. The AD, I think, wants to let him go. And I think the public pressure is going to. Yeah. Oof. It's, you know. It's sad, though. I I mean, mean, it's so sad. Because it could could have been prevented. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A player dies on your watch, you're kind of out of the, you're you're out at that point. Right. Um, So we'll see how that kind of investigation goes. I know that's what they're doing. But there is going to be a wrongful death suit, which there should be. Absolutely. Um, Also, have you been watching any of NFL preseason? I know this is the... Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And also, I I really want to get your opinion on fantasy football because I know nothing about it. And I know you want to get into it. I know you want to get into it. I do. I do. Yeah. So if there's a league that you want Becky to join, Let me know. Yeah, I mean... I mean, maybe we should do... I'm so... Darn busy. But I don't how know, does but it work? I mean, do you buy into it? Like, yeah, just I mean, there's some that are buy-ins, okay. some that are not. Okay, and then you can win money still at the end. Okay, um, so you can win money. Yeah, and it's easier than doing fantasy baseball or basketball where you're constantly having to change your lineups. This is easy. You pick one defense. You pick you know different players. You can okay. switch them out when they get hurt. You yeah. Can, so tr- all know. right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research, but it, I mean it's like there's a marathon going on right now. Everybody's doing and it. Fantasy so. is huge. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I I think it's fun. Me personally, I don't like it. Me personally, because I don't like that I have to root against my team in situations. Like if okay. you know, that's yeah. the thing I don't like. Okay, you know, because I'm diehard about my teams, and yeah. so if I have, you know the Rams defense and they're playing my Niners, then yeah. I got to root for the so Do you see what I'm is saying? Is it broken out from defense, offense? Like how, how? Well, just defense. It's okay. just one team. Okay. But then the rest are all individual oh players. Gosh. You know, but I just, that's what I don't like personally is I just don't like the fact yeah. that I have to root against my yeah. team at certain points yeah. or I want this receiver to get so, you know, this running back to get so many yards, this receiver gets so many catches, you know, and then I'm rooting against my own team. I thought you were picking and choosing players to create your fantasy team, but it's not like that then. Well, yeah, you are. Okay. But you okay. can't pick all. That's like for you. Yeah. You could, I can't pick all my Rams. <laughs> you couldn't pick all Rams and then all Steelers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could, but then you're wanting to win. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you got to pick. I don't know. Oh man, I got people some research. Love it. I mean, again, I lie. I'm not saying I don't like. It. I just say personally for me, I didn't like. Sure. It. I don't like it. Because I'm gonna try. I have to root against sometimes my team. So Star like Drew, you're newbie. Me too. That's okay. Well, we're gonna learn. Have a great fall. <laughs> um. So yeah, and it's been kind of impressive to see these, you know, quarterbacks. Yes, my uh, Baker's Baker. Doing good. Baker Mayfield's actually been doing. Remember well. when we said, too, we were like, oh, he, is he hi- hope or hype? And Right. I remember Warren Moon said he wasn't sure about yes. him. And again, this is just well, he said too much swagger. To wait, like he, he just had 
that young swagger. Well, the Johnny Manziel type of thing. Yeah. I don't think he's as bad as Manziel. But I think... He came out. He came out to going to humble you, it's playing in Cleveland. Yeah. Because that's where quarterbacks go oh, to die. I was... I, was <laughs> I, I know, but I was so impressed with And him. Lamar Jackson, he's he was my favorite out of all the quarterbacks. And he sure. wasn't even the one that people talked about a lot. But um, he's... I mean, first game, but yeah. looks phenomenal. He does. He does. Raven. No, and I love him. Yeah, I love. I him. I know you do. I know you. I do. know people are saying he's like a slash, you know, quarterback. He can do so much, but he, um, yeah. he stuck to his guns. And he's going to play quarterback, and um, I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be fun to watch. And then Josh Allen with the Bills. Yeah. And how about Darnold? Josh Rosen, the Cardinals. They've all been looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting season for sure. Do you think I was going to ask you a question though? Do you so Sam and Baker are so often compared? How do you how do you think they're going to match up? I mean, I don't know. It's, I think again, it's so hard to see in preseason. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just, especially when they you know they they're just you know different teams that yeah. are you know they pull their starters sure, sure. sometimes in the first couple series. Sure. Do you think they? <laughs> so, do you think that they'll, they'll um, start? So one of them will start. I mean, for. Cleveland, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, yeah. yeah, and then if he's got Dez as a target, that could be fun, right? Right? We'll see. Okay, I mean, it's, well, I'm, it's I'm, still it's still so early. Really I, I'll be more a little more convinced on some of these guys. Yeah. Um, actually, the first you know sure. real sure. snap. Yeah, know, it's like how much season. can we really find out in preseason? Because there's so much they're playing like, you know the the lowest of the lowest. <laughs> yeah, on their roster. Now, are you going to be the Rams? Are going to be team that that's who you're yeah i mean it's in my blood it's in my blood i i get i have to and i always say Steelers and seahawks too but your dad's a seahawk fan no so seahawks were really just like our pacific northwest team because when i when when the rams were in la in the very beginning of life uh, for me um (laughs) my dad has been a fan since they were in la first and they went to st louis when they went to st louis we didn't really have my dad and brother were still rams fans but we didn't have like any teams kind of near us so Seattle was just kind of that team we like rooted for here and there. Now then they're back in LA. I'm like I have to be. I have to be. Well, know, and they're good. I mean, they're gonna, they are going to be the team to beat yeah. in the NFC West. Yeah, the no, Niners, I'm the Niners are going to look great, but it, I mean, it's going to be the Rams. Going to be a good season for them. So I mean, but like I said, anybody who knows me, it's in my DNA to be a Rams fan, and I'm, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. That's so not right. a Steeler fan. I know, but why did I think you're also a Steeler fan a little bit? I was probably but, like, if, if they're the only team left standing between like <laughs> them and the 49ers, I'll root for them because I'm a, you know, I got Pittsburgh ties. But yeah. So, but the Steelers can be your AFC team. Yeah, they could. Yeah. And yeah. then you have Rams. Yeah, it's like the Kings NFC are my, my, my West Coast team and the, you know, the Penguins are my East Coast team. So, right. So we will have to make sure you Slap. and I go and ha- or bet on when the Rams play the Niners since they do that twice okay. a year. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll have to do that. Eee! And then you, I know you watch a little bit of um, soccer, right? Yes, yes, I do watch a little bit. And so you were with the MLS. Oh my gosh! So Wayne with, Rooney, everybody, yeah, if, go if, in if and you, talk about that. If you live under a rock, shame on you. But Wayne Rooney, oh my, there was like ten seconds left of the game. I against, saw the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Oh god! But I, everybody probably saw this highlight. But Orlando City, Wayne Rooney came in for an assist and a tackle, and then launched like kicked the to an open net. I'm <laughs> just like, I'm this so baffled. A, gonna, that's that's Wayne Rooney. L- literally kicked the ball to his opponent that was like across the we field. We have to pull up the video if Marissa can pull that up. Yeah, he'll, she'll, she'll grab that. Cro- kicked the ball across the field, and then there was like a literal, I, I don't know how this kick made it into the, into the goal, but it, in a matter of like eight seconds, this one play happened because of Wayne Rooney. It was one of the most incredible soccer plays ever. And so they ever? won the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like for this century, it's one of the best soccer plays. Really? I mean, it's impossible for a long, and he just booked it. it they could have literally lost the game in se- seven seconds, and he tackled uh, the player. I think we'll bring it up here. He tackled the player. Is this over here? Yeah. So they're about to lose the game here. Here comes Rooney. Okay. He gets the tackle. We have some country okay. music in the background. I love it. And then he, st- and then he, I'm just, this moment. Look how far. I mean, we're talking almost half the field. And he headbutts oh, it in. Oh, wow. For a win. So go DC United. That was a pretty impeccable soccer moment. So you soccer fans, that was, we were all screaming about that. Wow. Yeah, so bi- that was that was some big soccer news that happened for DC, and they're they're doing pretty well. So. Yeah, what is the standings in um, MLS right now? Let's take a little peek at MLS. And I need to get to that new stadium oh, here in Los Angeles. It's so good. Yeah, the LAFC is mm-hmm. killing it. Yeah, let's see what our soccer standings are, everybody. I mean, I was really into MLS when um, with the Galaxy were doing well, and then I kind of just fell off. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, we'll we'll let's bring this up here. Sorry, internet's moving slow, everybody. Um, let's see, let's see. We have thank you. Oh, there we go. But I I can't see that. I can't see it either. <laughs> I don't know why my internet is not working in here. But anyway, you guys go to you can go to ESPN ESPN.com and just go to the, the soccer. Marissa, who's there. leading in the in the West? Western conference? In, in the West we have FC Dallas. Ooh, Dallas, yeah. bringing it in, bringing it in. Well, and even the Portland Timbers are in third. I'm not too not too sad about that. Do you ever go to the Seattle Sound game? Those no. games are like ridiculous. I no, I've never game. been. They are fanatic in Seattle for the yeah. Ridiculous. Well, even the Galaxy. I mean, I used to work for them too. The Galaxy are no joke. So I, I they actually were want fun to go to LAFC. When Bex was here, it was fun oh, too. My gosh, I went yes. to that first game when he was in in the uniform. So we got okay. we got Atlanta. We got right. Atlanta in the East, followed by New York, NYC, um, and then we've got. Let's go to the West really quick. Let's see our top three. I know that Portland's in third. If my Calculations are correct. Yeah, Portland's in third, KC's in second, and then Dallas in first. That's pretty amazing. The Galaxy are fourth. Yeah. And uh, followed by L- LAFC, not too shabby know, for their inaugural. Yeah. yeah. That stadium is sick. I have to go there. So and good. See. And then also in baseball, um, now is the time where teams are, you know, trying to win the division yeah. or get a wild card spot. And sure. I don't know who could um, possibly, you know, um, Boston's playing ridiculous. Mm-hmm. they got the best mm-hmm. um, they are. team. Um, record in baseball so sure. there it would be interesting to see how you know this all plays out especially I know it's gonna a, be a lot of it's you know some it's crazy when you see how some divisions sure. are so weak but then you look at you know right now like the Boston nationally Trump. the west you know we've got the d-backs and the dodgers and yep. the rockies and the giants all kind of there you know yeah and, but the dodgers then, are sinking a little bit right well, and jansen now, they don't have their closer and that's going to be right. uh, a big, big, big deal. And they just lost that's, another player with the EKG yeah, issue. Right. Uh, I, I just, oh man, I'm, that's I'm Jensen. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried about them. Yeah, I'm worried about them. I'm not. Back. I'm happy. Beat LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man, won Bonnie. last night. It was great. We won because right, because normally when Jansen comes in, I go, oh man, Dodgers are going to win this. Now there's no all your teams the from the Bay. <laughs> I'm like, oh. yes. Um, but, yeah, so. Poor David. If David was here, he would his head would be spinning. Well, because he's, he's an Angels fan. He is, but, I mean, L.A. So he'd be fighting on the L.A. I think, yeah, sure. he probably would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for yeah. this week. I know. That was a quick hour. It was a quick hour. Um, we'll be back again next week. And yep. we're we going to have, have Andy Bernstein. Yes. Yeah. 
photographer extraordinaire for the NBA. He's literally he's awesome. shot everything. He's been around forever. Kobe's best friend, basically. He's, he's <laughs> giving me like the best pictures I have because he gets like the candids that yes. like you know that no one else gets, and he he's is. been covering. I mean, NBA finals and everything forever. Yeah. So he's great. And then the week after that. You have someone else coming in from We do. Wags. We have Dominique from WAGS. Yeah. So, yeah. A couple weeks. And then at the top of the month in September, we'll have the finally our news that we can break. Get um, it. So... It'll be, it'll be good. So, so good. thank you for joining us on the Weekly Pass. I'm Bonnie Jalaflin, joined by Becky Sotero. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yes. all of Join that. our Twitter, please. Thank and, you for joining the chat. Yeah, and Becky's been really good about Twitter. So we're, Trying we're, to. We're trying to grow we'll, that. We'll keep doing that. Tell your friends and family. But <laughs> until next week, we'll see y'all later. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.